What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay. Hello. Hello. Brooke Albertson. Yes. Welcome to Beyond Common. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to dive into this and introduce. It only is fitting that my childhood best friend is my first guest on my podcast. I'm honored. And also, we are drinking wine at 4 4 p.m. I think Aspen poured it at 3.55. Absolutely. It's very on brand. (laughs) Okay, so I feel like we need to first start with our background story because it's very unique Mm -hmm. and I need people to know who you are and I need it to make sense to them. So I also want to hear your perspective on how we met because I feel like we've never really talked about this before of like just the journey leading up to it and kind of, first of all, okay, we met in Hawaii in 2008. Casual. We were in eighth grade, which is actually nuts because we've known each other now longer than we didn't know each other. That is wild. Yeah. So we met in Hawaii. We were there for the Pro Bowl. We were both all-star cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. Do you remember how we got there? Because I was thinking about this the other day and I'm like, I don't... I remember I was an All-American of some sort. I think they... I don't... I think for me, coaches chose like one or two um, cheerleaders like on their team to participate. Um, oh, that's coming back to me. I feel like I was at like camp or something. I think I was at a competition Ooh. and they like handed me something. And yes. I remember getting like, like an envelope and they're like, we selected you to do this, which looking yes. back, I cool. think that's what it was. Know, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's what it was. And little did we know this envelope had, was it a paid for trip or was it just like the honor of getting to go, but we had to pay our own way. I think it may have been like the honor. I think probably there's like like a discount to like at least a hotel or like flights or like I know our parents probably got free Pro Bowl halftime show yeah or free Pro Bowl tickets Tickets. but no that makes sense I don't I feel like I remember vividly my mom like opening up this envelope on our kitchen table and I was like I made it like I I made it I'm an all-american going to the Pro Bowl 
I halftime show, not playing in the Pro Bowl. I remember my coach handed it to me, and I remember like being very confused because I was like, "Wait, you actually like me?" <laughs> You're like, "Oh, oh, cool. <laughs> oh, okay." And that's where all of our problems started. That is called anxiety. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, but. All of that aside, you're like, I don't care about your eighth grade glory days because I don't think I've peaked since. I mean, (laughs) I want you to introduce yourself and tell people about yourself and what you do and why you're here and how old you are and where you're from. Just all of the things. So I'll start with the basics. My name is Brooke Albertson, born and raised in good old Tampa, Florida. I am now living in Nashville. I've been there for about six years. I am currently working two jobs. I'm an ICU nurse at Vanderbilt University. And then I also started a photography, wedding photography business, um, except that's kind of an umbrella to kind of all things photo. I love good music. I love good food. I love good people. Um, that's why she's friends with me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, life as we all are. I mean, mm-hmm. me and Aspen were talking earlier today. Like, we're 28 years old. I feel like we should know exactly, like, what we're doing and stuff, but we just kind of, like, going with the flow and seeing where life takes us. Absolutely. And just walking through those doors that are open for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're in photography. You're an ICU nurse. Talk to me about your background. How, how'd you get into both of those things? Let's, let's start with photography because I really want to dive into your personal business and how you've grown that and built that. But I remember you being into photography. I mean, since as long as I've known you, like I remember you doing Photoshop, doing wild things on Photoshop, like making yourself look, I don't even know what, changing the color of your shirt, all of these things. And of course, if Brooke had Photoshop, Aspen also needed Photoshop. So I did also make my parents buy me Photoshop in whatever, ninth grade or something, because I also just needed to be good at that and needed to learn Photoshop in high school. So I know that you've been doing it forever because I've been around you, but what like do you think brought you into photography or just like the creative, you're such a creative person. Like where do you think that came from? Well, first answer, I feel like my creativeness honestly came from being an only child. Oh yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) it was like, what game can I play with myself? It was like literally parents like to keep me occupied. Like it was either like watch TV or like my mom would bring me home. Like here's a like art project. Here's like clay. Here's paint. Here's this. So Pretty early, like that was kind of what I leaned into when I wasn't able to play with friends. And that ended up being like kind of a lot. So that is kind of how my creative juices started flowing. It ended up being like now that I look back at my childhood, kind of like my sanctuary space. I'm largely an introvert. Um, Being an only child, you have to push yourself like out to be an extrovert. Yeah. Especially when you like go to camp or go to school and stuff. You don't have siblings there. Like, Art was kind of like my way of bringing myself back in, re-energizing, which is kind of like how I leaned back into it, which we'll get to that in a bit. But photography, on the other hand, I distinctively remember um, back in Florida, we lived in like a really wooded area. By the sinkhole. By a sinkhole. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Super safe. But we had a family of owls. I I don't remember what age I was, but I remember my mom. My parents are huge outdoor. They love nature. Um, We had a family of owls that were kind of sticking around in the summer. 
and there are baby owls along with it. So she went and invested in like a really nice DSLR camera, nice for, you know, back in 2010, 2009, um, and started playing around with that. And in return, kind of that is how a camera got placed in my hands. I never really had a huge interest in wildlife photography when I was in middle school. (laughs) What? Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) But like just, I think, getting comfortable, like holding a big camera, like it was just always something that like on a family vacation, mom brought her suitcase, mom brought her like camera bag. Like it, I mean, we would go to North Carolina. She just had a lot of opportunities to kind of like show me how to play around with the camera. And then that kind of followed me into high school, like a basic high school photography class, which I mean, I remember having fun in, but I don't remember like distinctively thinking like, this is what I'm I'm going to be a photographer. Yeah. Like I remember always, I feel like we all went into the photography class, but you probably also like outshined everyone in the photography class I doubt it <laughs> I don't know I think I'd look back at my work and be like oof <laughs> woof but I do remember in high school kind of being in between like two crossroads like do I do kind of the college university that like all my friends are doing or like I yeah. kind of had this like strange dream like to go to SCAD go to art school Um, unfortunately I had my parents, other people, I mean, just society as a whole kind of tells you like art, the norm, the starving artist kind of, um, and you know, no kid wants to be a starving artist. I mean, no. And I mean, I also watched a lot of people who are like equally as good at art as me, if not better. And I was like, I don't really want to be basing my career off of like constantly comparison. Um, so I ended up going to Florida State where I actually started in business whenever, you know, the supply demand curve mm-hmm. came up. Mm-hmm. I was like, nope, this is yeah, I'm out, I'm this out. is not for my brain. Can't do it. <laughs> so keep. she so she leaned into chemistry and biology, <laughs> the, the normal, you know, track. Don't understand how my brain works, um, but went into like the pre-med route, which is kind of where I mean in college, like things drop off in your life to make room for more social activities and stuff. So I think there are times when I actually did pick up a camera in college, but it was, I would say collecting dust under my, my bed for the most part. Um, and that was when I kind of was thinking more of along the lines of a stable career. You kind of lose sight of that dream when you get pulled into like reality. Yeah. Absolutely. Reality and being social and you're just, yeah, I mean, exactly. Your logistic mind, logistical mind kind of takes over. Yeah. I mean, there's no photography, you know, like major. No. You have, you have bio, you have chem, you have um, like business and all of that. Like, and the arts like is very um, undervalued, I feel like in college. So obviously naturally you lean towards something that's a little bit more meaningful when you're you know, paying for undergrad and stuff like that. So that is how I kind of got into nursing. Although I didn't graduate from Florida State with nursing, that was my actually second degree. Um, That's kind of what sparked my interest as well. Um, And kind of the opposite, you know, side of the brain. They say you're either creative or no, like 
science analytics like I you're blessed with both I wouldn't say I'm a master of either I kind of dip my toes right, in both. right, right, right. <laughs> but um I grew to kind of appreciate both and obviously through college like there were still photographers this was at the beginning of kind of social media yeah. which is crazy to think about we, yeah we watched like you know Instagram begin when we were just oh yeah <laughs> putting on the Nashville filter and (laughs) um, where photography wasn't really as displayed and like as magnified as it is today in the social media realm. Um, So honestly, photography didn't even seem like a a, job, a job. It was a hobby. It was a hobby. That's kind of how, well, I got into nursing. um, And then that's, I mean, photography really took the back seat. Yeah. For a and I bit. remember when it kind of took the back seat. I remember you, I remember just kind of being like, it, I don't even know if we talked about it ever, but just being like, oh, she used to be so into photography. And then like, I haven't really seen her produce any photography in a long time. So you used to post like your pictures, even on like vacations, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I totally forgot that your mom is like really good at photography. Yeah. Like I grew up with her taking pictures of us, but I just totally forgot that that was a thing. Like I just see you as the photographer and I forget that it's like Kim was the reason behind it. I mean, it's, it's funny. Like, I feel like, like you can scroll through photographers, Instagram and I mean, you definitely see like the learning curve. Oh yeah. Um, but I feel like on my personal page, it's funny cause I'm still taking pictures of the same things that like made me fall in love. Like I love landscape. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, you scroll back to one of my first like photos and it is like from the BVI when we went and like a sunset, like those are things that like definitely made me dust off my camera. Um, knowing I was going to cool places. And I think if anyone has ever spent enough time with me, you will know that I will wake up for the sunrise. I will, you know, be the person lugging my, you will be (laughs) shaking me awake. Like, can we please go take pictures? And I'm like, Brooke, it sounded like a good idea last night, but I'm tired. Like, no, I'm sorry. I like this, (laughs) but fine. As long as we can get coffee for your coffee and you can take a nap after perfect sleep in the car. Absolutely. And that's why we're perfect for each other. Okay. So you're an ICU nurse Mm -hmm. and you talked a little bit about kind of what pulled you into that field logistically and things like that. Did you ever feel like going into the medical field or the nursing, you know, being a nurse was something that you kind of just got pushed into or was it something that you really did have passion for when you were making those decisions? I am going to be completely honest with you because I feel like most nurses when they get asked this question are not. Yeah. I feel like I was largely pushed into nursing. I think a lot of people, I mean, I started in the medical route in college. I just think a lot of people think. I'm going to make money. It's st- it's stable. Mm-hmm. But nobody really thinks long term yeah. or thinks like logistically about it and you kind of get st- stuck in that path and then you're just kind of in that path. But I definitely I mean I always had an interest in medicine. Um the nursing portion of it, I wouldn't say I did. However, being in the profession, I've obviously like and I'm still in it. Yeah. I have large respect for nurses. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. That is why <laughs> that is why I feel like photography and I'm not like tooting my own horn or anything like that. Um wedding photography has come almost so easy because a 12-hour day oh for a wedding yeah. 
is Nothing. so much easier, yeah. so much less stress than a 12-hour shift oh in the ICU. And you're in the ICU, and you're, like, not just dealing with, like, little boo-boos. Like, no. you're, you're in some deep things. And I will say, it wasn't until I... So, I didn't spend my entire nursing career in the right. ICU. I started out in the operating room, which I absolutely yeah, loved. I remember that. In the pediatric operating room. Um, loved it so much. Worked with great people. Saw incredible things. Worked with great surgeons. And then COVID hit. And kind of, I mean, and we can talk about this also in detail a little bit more. I feel like there's times in your life where you just kind of feel like you need a change. Yeah. Um, you just feel unsettled, but also like at a halt. Um, yeah, I think uh, we've all been there. And that was a time of my life. And I think, you know, COVID also accelerated that to a degree. And that was when I initially was like, you know what, if I don't switch now, I'm never going to right. switch out of this type of nursing. I'm going to get too comfortable, too settled. And that is when I decided to go and switch gears and become an ICU nurse. Okay. So I loved, I mean, both jobs I truly do love. It is so hard, and I don't think anyone talks to you about that. No one no one prepares any nurses about to go through nursing school, um, or students, I should say, about to go through nursing school, or even – you know, new grad nurses, the burnout yeah. that you will feel on every single level, whether it's spiritual, yeah. physical, mental, no one prepares you for that. And that was a way, in a way, what pushed me even to to pick up my camera yeah. again. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, I came into the ICU in the peak of COVID. Right. Um, I didn't feel as though I had the grounds to stand on during that period of time to, you know, talk about my experience because there were ICU nurses who had been battling it already for six months. I kind of came in, um, didn't really know like the difference of like kind of what I was seeing. And it's not until I'm on the other side of it where I'm really reflecting back and kind of putting pieces together. And, you know, one of those things I always reflect back on is, what made me pick up my camera again and like what really drove me to you know like pursue this passion in absolute chaos yeah. and i think that's what it was was in the middle of you know feeling like i had no control over anything getting thrown into the hardest yeah. icu oh nursing you could experience what made me kind of pull back in was picking up my camera almost as if when I was a kid, like, going to my art. Right. Um, just kind of helped me re-energize, um, not necessarily process what I was going through, but definitely distract. Escape from it a little What bit. I was going through. And now to this day, like, I'm still having to, like, kind of process everything. Yeah. But I will say, like, if it wasn't for ICU nursing... I don't know if I would have, right. like, really leaned into photography as hard as I did. Yeah, because you needed that escape or, you know, like you said, a way to process just something, a light in your life. And if you didn't have, not the negative, I mean, 
a hard time. Obviously, you're doing great work, but it's heavy, it's dark, it's hard. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have had the reason to pick up your camera again. It's like we always see these things as, you know, a hard time or a down time in our lives or whatever. But it always, I feel like, leads to something that we wouldn't have otherwise had. A new opportunity, a new passion, a new, you know, way to do things. And so... 2020, you were frontline COVID. And I want to talk a little bit more about that in terms of you as a person getting through that because obviously you have a lot of resiliency within your life. You've had a lot of, you know, just times to be strong and whatever, like you said. But what was the mindset that you needed to get through those days? I mean, day to day working in the ICU of COVID, like, you got to be mentally tough to get through those things. Like, did you have anything outside of photography that just got you up in the morning, you know? So that was, I mean, 2020 was hard for everyone. Yeah. Like everyone talks about pre-COVID, during COVID, post-COVID. 2020, like I kind of said, I kind of took a hard look at myself, at my life, realized, you know, I'm not happy. Um... I was in a relationship. I was in a job that yeah. I felt stagnant. Um, I didn't have any, like, passions or hobbies. Um, and, you know, sitting with yourself and being like, you know, you're, you're 24, 25 years old. Like, you're too young to be feeling this Absolutely. way. Um, and, you know, making that decision is very hard. Um, so on top of just, like, dealing with ICU COVID nursing, like the rest of my life was also falling yeah, apart. Right. Um, however, I chose to combust it, yeah. but it was, it was the most unsettled that you could like even moving. Just no stability. I had to move. I was like living out of like a suitcase for yeah. a good month and a half. I was night shift, mm. not a single portion of my life felt like safe um and I think that was like the biggest I mean as you just said those periods in your life are always going to be where you are going to like look back and be like thank that for it that changed me into a different person yeah like the brook before is not the same as the brook after the brook before like no offense brook before like (laughs) she was lazy she was arrogant she was entitled she didn't know how to work for what she wanted. Yeah. The brook after, like, I realized that everything is in my control. And when you come to that realization, like, that is where your life changes. Yeah. But, I mean, largely in the midst of 2020 frontline COVID, I truly, I mean, there there's a large part that you kind of dissociate with yeah. what you're seeing. Yeah. You don't really, I mean, the first... The first couple body bags that you zip, you're kind of like, wow, what am I doing right now? Yeah. You know, the the 20th, 25th, 30th that you do. You it get kinda, a little numb. You, you get a little numb. But in, in the flip side, COVID provided me with the first opportunity for me to shoot a wedding. Yeah. Because all of weddings were canceled, mm-hmm. which, I mean, is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, I... I've never planned a wedding, but from what I've heard, it is a stressful time for everyone. A little bit. You add in a global pandemic and I would be losing my mind. Absolutely. (laughs) Brides were losing their minds. Yeah. Um, And I had a 
an acquaintance, a friend, um, basically reach out to me. They had to cancel, push back their wedding for the unforeseeable future. Um, And she was like, I still want to get married on this day. I found someone um, to officiate. I was wondering if you would be okay with being the photographer. I know you already work in the hospital, so like... She knew that it wasn't like out. You weren't of, afraid. It wasn't out of my comfort zone yeah. to be around people. Um, she's like, "It'll just be us four. We're gonna be outside in the park. Amazing. Like, can you please just like be there? Yeah. I just want some kind of documentation." It's like absolutely. Amazing. So, I mean, COVID did provide me yeah. with my first opportunity, and to- I think that's a lot of people's story with 2020 in general was. A lot of people saw it as an opportunity. I know that's when I kicked off my personal brand. That's when I started my podcast. And it wasn't because of COVID necessarily. It was for me because I was home and I was like, well, I got the time. Like I might Mm -hmm. as well take advantage of it. And obviously there was people who did the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. But like you said, had you not had that opportunity, who knows what would have happened in terms of your photography. You know, it's like all those little things that you look back on and you're like, not only did you get the opportunity to shoot the wedding, but you said yes to shooting the wedding. And then what led from there? I mean, like, do the, do the names just, do they just pass your name on? Or is your work, obviously your work's amazing, but like, how did it grow from there? Um, from there, it was definitely word of mouth. Um, I feel like between, a lot of my first weddings were people who I knew like, friends of friends, um, wasn't really anyone, like, just reaching out, like, who just randomly found me, um, so thank you, everyone, who (laughs) supported me and passed my name along, um, but, yeah, I mean, that is just kind of how things work in the photography business, I'd say it's 50-50, even, like, right now, like, half my weddings I get are, you know, a friend of a friend, a friend, Um, the other half is through like social media marketing, um, other platform marketing. So, but largely at the beginning, it was all friends and people who've just personally saw my work and knew that I was kind of up and coming. I mean, when you're up and coming photographer, you don't really charge a lot. Yeah. And you're like, yes, I will take that job. You're like, I will pay you so that I can shoot your wedding. Exactly. You're like, how much do you want? They're like, what? So that's how things kind of restarted for your photography and obviously how your business got started. So I want to talk a little bit about your business because photography in itself is obviously an incredible skill. It's a talent, but you've turned it into obviously a business at this point, Brooke Albertson photography, clever name. All your creativity went into the name. Just kidding. Clearly. I love it. You guys need to see her logo. We'll give you her socials at the end, but she's not only good at photography, she's great at branding, but love branding. What made you think, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to start my business. I'm going to take this seriously and I'm going to give my photography passion, the attention that it has deserved since I was, you know, in eighth grade or whatever. Well, I started my business because I was scared the IRS was going to come at Perfect. me. <laughs> Perfect. You're like, I got the LLC. That's- I was like, oh, I should probably document all this, you know, I probably save my receipts. <laughs> um, I decided to, you know, just go for it. Um, I mean, it wasn't really like a, like a, an 
option, a choice. Like I was just kind of getting thrown weddings, um, and obviously taking them. Right. Um, and it got to a point where my mom was like, Brooke, you've got to establish yourself as a business. Like you are, you're You're a mess. You're a business. Like you are bringing in just as much income as you're nursing at this point. Like let's get things sorted. Yeah. So that was kind of the initial, I mean, obviously I was going to messy action though. We love that. We love the do then think mentality. Yes. Yes. Now we're all, you know, good. And if you know Brooke, she's really good at messy action. She's just (laughs) fumbling around. Who knows what's going on? I don't know. But she's, there (laughs) she is there and she showed up um but yeah I mean I think kind of what came together was one night me and a past roommate sat down and I just had this like vision for my logo um she made it happen she did a great job so good um it just kind of like a brand came together um and I was like you know what if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it yeah and I told Aspen this in the car earlier, like I made a promise to myself, you know, I'm not expecting photography to be end all be all, you know, I'm leaving things open. I'm clearly still in nursing. Um, but I promised myself I would see to it to the end, see how far I can take it. Um, I think that's why I'm still having so much fun with it is because I'm putting zero expectations on it, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not attached to the outcome. You're living your passion and getting paid to do it, thankfully. Yeah. But you're not like, it has to be this, or I have to make this much a month, or I have to book these weddings. Like, you're making it what you want it to be, and you're seeing it through. Exactly. I mean, and I still haven't crossed this line yet, so I, I'm not sure where this will kind of end up, but I just knew it would kind of take away the passion up front. If it was, you know, my means of like just paying my rent yes. and like your means of surviving. Exactly. Absolutely. Where now it's just kind of like if I book X amount of weddings in a month, great. If yep. I don't, also great. Because yeah. then I can, you know, see friends or see yeah. my family. Um, which sorry, friends and family has yeah. been a little bit those weekends, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think just just initially starting your passion and just seeing where it goes and like not putting a ton of pressure on yourself. I think that's how like things come organically. And I mean, I've, I've people come up to me at weddings and they're like, I can tell you are doing this because you absolutely love this. Like I'm watching you. important as a wedding photographer that you don't look like you hate your life. Yes. That is very important. Or do hate your life. (laughs) That's not good. No. At the happiest day of someone else's life. Yeah. And I mean, like, I know I'm just starting out and I know burnout happens in every field. Um, and I'm mentally kind of preparing myself for that. But right now I'm just kind of still riding the wave. I'm loving it. I can always, I mean, photography, it can be anything. Yeah. So if one day I decide I don't want to do wedding photography, I'm going to switch to portraits or, you know, it's just, kind of wherever wherever the tide takes me. yeah so well and I think you make a good point about you're not doing photography to pay your bills mm-hmm. and a lot of people quit their jobs too early or they you know put all this pressure on themselves for their passion to play out and I think that's for some people it works like if they put the pressure on it's going to work out for them and they can build it to a certain point where then they can kind of take their foot off the gas a little Mm -hmm. bit and kind of lean into the passion that they once had. Maybe they hire people, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. 
But I think your point of I'm not relying on photography to pay my bills, although it does pay your bills, Mm -hmm. allows you to lose that attachment and that strangle on if this doesn't work, I'm screwed. So now it's no longer fun and passion. It's work and job and, you know, you don't have that fun and that lightness with it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as photography as a side, basically a side hustle for you mm-hmm. right now. I mean, obviously monetarily it's doing much more than a, your average side hustle, but do you have advice for people maybe working and have a side hustle, or maybe they're working and they want a side hustle, or maybe they're thinking about quitting their job to pursue their side hustle full time, like whatever the case may be. Do you feel like you have advice for them that's working well for you to kind of balance both, keep the fun in the photography, all of the things? Yeah. I mean, I think that is also largely like up to the individual. Um, I actually read something the other day and it was someone basically saying that if you have a plan B, um, you will never make plan A exactly it. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I've said that a hundred times, so I need to hear your take. <laughs> My take on it? My mentality is screwed. <laughs> no. And I mean, I do believe, like, I think that's also why I think there's different levels and things. I think that's why maybe, like, my photography, I book yeah. enough weddings, but have I taken it to the next right. level? No, I don't, but have, also, I don't have time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you took out 40 hours of nursing exactly. a week... I would absolutely have time. I'd have time to, you know, like curate my social media. But then also (laughs) it would become your career and who knows what would happen. I think it depends on the person. I think you, Aspen, I think when you settle on, you know, this is my only option, I'm going all in. Yeah. Like for you, that works. Right. For me, I need something stable behind me in order to go all into something. Totally. If I went all into photography, like even I probably could have gone all in this past spring, um, but I didn't. And I think it would have turned out to this fall, me being not necessarily stressed with finances, but Definitely There's a, definitely a downtime in wedding photography. Yes, there is. There's seasons. I'm largely in busy season right now where, yeah. I mean, I'm barely holding my head above the water. Um, but I just need to know that there is something stable for me. For And it reflects in your work. Now, like in yeah. business and stuff like that, you can grind. Yeah. You, um, like you're on phone calls and stuff like that all day. I kind of told you today that like wedding photography is almost like a performance. Absolutely. Like if if you don't look like you're having fun, if you're not sitting there remembering grandma and grandpa's name, you know, like interacting with your bride and groom, like you're not going to be. It's like an experience. That is why my name gets passed along. Not just because of the photos, but because of like. The experience. The experience that I provide, the extra like steps that I go to make sure oh, like, what bride wants me to, like, hold her, like, extra makeup on her for, like, touch-ups? Like, you want me to go run and grab this for someone? Like, I'm not just your photographer. Like, I'm also, like, kind of your assistant. Yeah, like your right hand. That is what you do when you're a wedding photographer. Because let's be real, I'm with you more than your groom is. Right, absolutely. Um, So 
I think that that would honestly kind of reflect in my like work and stuff. If I was sitting there being stressed about, you know, paying like my car payment, my rent, my electricity, all this and being like, am I, am I getting by? Am I going to get by this month? Like it would affect your experience. It would affect your editing, your work, all of these things that when you have that in your back pocket of like, I'm not, this doesn't matter. I can pay the bills whether I'm booking weddings or not. Yeah. That means you can be booking weddings because you genuinely want to. And And that makes a huge difference. And I tell a lot of people who ask me this, I'm, I am struggling with at what point do I start like letting go a little bit of nursing more and more. I've already dropped down a couple shifts a month. Um, but I think it's largely based on, you know, what your side hustle is. Yeah. Um, how much time it takes. How much t- Exactly. Like, it's not just my power. wedding days. It's, yeah. you know, one one 12-hour day of shooting is equal to, you know, a good week of editing yeah. for, like, photos. Right. So it's just being realistic with yourself and knowing um, kind of when it is – I mean, not that you should play business, like, completely safe, but, yeah. like – being realistic so you don't put yourself into a bad place Absolutely. also. Because then you can focus on what you're actually passionate about. Correct. Okay. I want to talk about, and you may or may not have something like this, but a time that you failed in your business. Do you have any stories of where you're like, yeah, I really screwed that up? Um, I, not quite yet. Let me knock on your wooden coffee table. <laughs> um... I haven't screwed up, like, (laughs) astronomically yet. There's been mistakes that obviously I've made where I've been like, ooh, I should have, like, really gotten more photos of that or this. Just more learning curves than failures. It's all played out or nothing has really bitten me in the butt yet. Um, I am a very safe, like, what I do everything so safe. You know, I take my, my memory card while the bride and groom are on the dance floor and I am backing up my photos yeah. immediately. I'm not deleting my raw images. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely give myself safety nets. And I think those are things I learned from ICU nursing is like <laughs> always just know you're going to, you know, F up at some Something's point. Something's going to happen. You Prepare are only it. a human. Yeah. You need to make sure you account for inevitable human error. Yeah. Um, so in terms of that, Um, I think a big thing is, you know, right now I'm kind of dealing with, did I bite off more than I can chew? Yeah. Um, just between, you know, work and photography, um, which I love that I say like work and like photography is like like just fun. Work and work, Uh, but Work and fun. Um, and I think I haven't made a, a mistake in my photography or business quite yet, but I do think I like really burnt myself out and yeah um like pretty quickly not necessarily in either aspect but just collectively as a whole. I mean, I'm at a point right now where I barely have time to see any Nashville friends. Yeah. Like I see my parents who live only, you know, three and a half hours away from me once every three or four months. Yeah. I am learning just how to like manage the portion size on my plate. Yeah. Um, and I think that is something that I'm going to have to really learn how to say no to things. 
um, I mean, when you're first starting out, I think a huge thing that happens, you say yes to everything. Because you don't know if you're ever going to get any more opportunities. You're just trying to prove yourself and, you know, just be like, wow, someone wants to hire me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do three weddings in a weekend. Like me kicking myself in the butt. Why would you do that to yourself? Like, of course you're burnt out. But, um, so I think, I think if I continue doing that, um, every, you know, busy wedding season, spring, fall, I think eventually I would make a mistake. Um, I think I would burn out. I think I potentially would fail. But I do want to say on this topic, failure should never be something that scares you to go after what you want to do. 100%. I would rather fail at something that I love Mm -hmm. than sit there where I was at, you know, in 2020. Absolutely. In a standstill space, you know, nothing really changing, nothing to look forward to. I would rather be scared out of my mind to go and pursue something with like this could fail but yeah. also this could work out yeah that is it's 50 50 that's how you live day. your life yeah which which way are you looking at it like I mean you can go through life being like it sucks that you know we're only here for 100 years yeah during... <laughs> waiting for the time to tick it's like you, you know like it's not it's not a long time and it sucks that like you know we have to work and I I understand that you know you have to work to live um but I mean, even, you might as well enjoy it. You might as well enjoy it. You might as well take risks. Yeah. Like I would much rather take risks in my business and stuff like that and look back, you know, yeah. when I'm one day on my deathbed yeah. that I see so many people on and I see them reflecting kind of on their life. Yeah. Um, and I just don't want to have any regrets. Yeah. So if failure. You're never going to say, oops, I wish I wouldn't have tried that thing. Yes. Oops, and, I wish I wouldn't have tried to follow my dreams. Yeah. And if you're. I mean, dreams are dreams for a reason. Yeah. Like, this is, like, so unoriginal and stuff like that, but it's it's so true. If you are scared to pursue your dreams, then, yeah, those are dreams that are big enough. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you are sitting there being like, yeah, I'll probably, like, reach that or make that goal. Like, if you're the smartest person in the room constantly, you're not pushing yourself you're hard enough. You're in Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um... Last couple of things. A lot of people think things are really saturated, so they never start. Photography is a pretty saturated industry in terms of you can find a photographer at the snap of your fingers, you right? You can literally find them in a grocery store now. Yeah. There's a whole aisle for them. There's one in my living room right now. It's kind of <laughs> weird. Um, did you ever feel that way with photography? And I feel like you've kind of talked a little bit that it's not an end, it's not a dire situation for you. You, you didn't have to start your photography business, but did you ever feel like it might be saturated? Will anyone hire me kind of have those doubts and kind of also going off of that, were there things that you were like, well, I'm different because of these reasons. This is what sets me apart. So I know people will choose me. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I still think I've had those thoughts today. Yeah. Like I live in Nashville right now. Right a huge entertainment wedding destination. Um, photographers are moving to Nashville. like left <laughs> Alarming right. rates. Alarming rates. As There's... with the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it is, I, I have my like few photographers who I really will go and like appreciate their work and follow. Um, 
And if I, and I'll touch on this a little bit more in a second. Um, if I like spend a little too much time on Instagram, there's always everyone, there's a new Nashville wedding photographer who I discover. If I sat there for 10 minutes, I could discover, you know, 10 more. Yeah. And Um, all of them, of course you see as better than yourself. There's, there's, they have this that's different. They have this that's better. They have this many more followers, like whatever. The comparison trap is imposter syndrome is, and I feel like I've, when I first started out, I was just kind of like, okay, cool. Like, we're going to do this. See it's going to be great. My photos are in focus. You know, <laughs> we're like. We're killing it. There's light. There's blur behind them. <laughs> like, they're going to love it. I'm nailing this. <laughs> I'm nailing this. But now, I mean, and it is also with, like, social media exposure. And, I mean, yeah. now I, I, I spend more time on my social, my photography social media page, which is obviously curated for like all photographers like all I see is incredible you're not anywhere to be found badass (laughs) photographers and like it is very difficult to have to kind of reel those thoughts in and something that kind of pops into my head every time I start you know having these imposter syndrome thoughts like boil up is like, do not compare your chapter, you know, two, three, yep. chapter one to their chapter, you know, 12. Who knows? Yeah. Like, then I look back and I'm like, oh, these people did go to art school for photography. Yeah. You're like, you did I went to. These people are full time. Yeah. Like, I'm not still. Yeah. Like, these people have been doing this for 15 years. Yeah. I just hit my two year mark. Yeah. Um, but also thinking, but I've booked. Yes. this many weddings yes. and people loved their photos exactly and you know I have to I I started setting a limit on myself um I started unfollowing a lot of photographers oh, and yeah. don't get me wrong they're all incredible yep. I could sit there and like I mean it's funny I gawk more at like photography than like anything oh, yeah. else on 100%. social media I'm like a nerd about it and I can sit there and get myself in a rabbit hole like well, how do you, how do I think they edited this way? Yeah. Or, and you're never going to know. And you're never going to know. And I think the biggest thing on how you will be successful in not only photography or any creative thing, but even your own business is shutting out other people and hear me out on this because that is how you stay true to your style. Yeah. Well, yeah, your creativity will go in the trash if you're just comparing and trying to do it like she does it. It's yes. like, well, people aren't hire they would hire her exactly. if they wanted her as their photographer. Exactly. And the more you you're going to lose your what makes you you yeah. by just and that goes with anything. I think if you're doing anything on social media or in business or whatever, the more you're comparing yourself to everyone else out there, the the more you're losing the light that makes you shine mm-hmm. specifically and the reason why people are drawn to you. But if you can shut the noise out and stop comparing and, and scrolling and wondering, how does she do that? How does he do that? How did they edit that? You know, yeah. the more you can be like, I'm going to find my own way to do it. That's exactly. unlike anyone else. Exactly. And that people love and want to hire me specifically for and you'll lose that if you're comparing yourself to everyone else absolutely and I mean so I have a book it's called steal like an artist okay and basically the premise of it is nothing in this world is original which it's true yeah nothing nothing is original right especially anymore especially anymore 
Um, but like everything is inspired by something. Maybe not one thing specifically, but a multitude of things, you know, kind of tunneled into one. Right. Um, and it's very important that, and I'm getting more into this, like just really kind of curating what you consume, you know, yeah. like if you're consuming like kind of like trash, if you're consuming, um, like I try to make sure that everything that I'm looking at on social media, on my photography page, not necessarily a style I want to replicate, but something that inspires yes. me. Um, Get you excited. Never want to replicate, yeah. but like it's, it. I mean, art is stealing. Yeah. Like it really is. Yeah. If I'm copying every pose, every lighting technique yeah. or editing, that is, that is, that's just, not what, that's you're not what I'm talking about. <laughs> but like just appreciating the way things like someone does things. Yep. Um, that is something that I, I do believe in. Um, and I have maybe five photographers yeah. who, you know, and they all are, if you line them up and all their photos completely yeah. different across the board. And there's things that like I take from each one that I'm like, I don't want to say take that inspire me yeah. that I, I kind of put into my own work. Um, and that's how I get my style, but I do enjoy kind of like how I was saying about my personal page. I love scrolling back on my, like my photography Instagram page. And I do feel as though like my style has never like just done a massive yeah, shift up and just changed. It's like, always been you. It's always been how I like my, like my editing. And that's, that's largely what a lot of people say to me is like, I come to you cause I love the way that you edit. Yeah. And that's kind of like with Photoshop and Lightroom. Yeah. I mean, like, you've been doing it since you were a kid. Like some people picked up their camera before yeah. and had to like muddle through learning yeah. Lightroom. And, and it's the not Adobe, an easy thing to just the like Adobe interface, which yeah. is honestly terrifying. <laughs> um, and I mean, Thankfully, I kind of had experience in it already, and editing is kind of my strong suit. Yeah. That's kind of like most people will say they love shooting more. Mm -hmm. My, like, artistic, like, spin yeah. on everything is when I'm, like, at my computer, like, Making editing. art. I mean, it yeah. comes back to that creativity, that yeah. creative side of you. You're, it's not just taking a picture, it's, like, creating something. Yes. And creating a feeling and a vibe and a memory and... yes. For the bride or whoever. Now, when I'm on my eighth hour of editing, I have yeah. to remind myself that I do love this, yeah. in fact. <laughs> I love this. I'm so creative. This is great. <laughs> but um, I feel like that is just, I mean, in anything you do, like imposter syndrome, it's going to creep in mm -hmm. where you're just, I mean, even in business, you're going to sit there and be like, "How? I don't deserve to be here. Right. I don't. How I did mean, I get here? Even? You just talked in front of 25,000 yeah. people. That's yeah. incredible. Um, and I'm sure at some, some days you oh. wake up and you're like, why me? Yeah. Like, can I do this? Why like, am I worthy? Sometimes do people like, really want to hear from me? Are do I sure? even know what I'm doing? Yeah. No. Do people even no. like me? <laughs> they need to like me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. But yeah, just definitely like taking a look and being like, I deserve to be here. Yeah. I'm good at what I do. People have clearly booked me before, so they're going to keep doing it. You also need that also self-confidence that yeah. I'm a badass. 100%. And, like, you need to just tune everyone else out and just focus on, like, this is my, like, this is my lane. This is it. I'm, I'm going I'm doing fast. it for a reason. I'm doing it. Yeah. Okay. 
What's next for you? It's a great question. I like we said, sometimes Brooke just kind of fumbles around and doesn't really know which way's up. So I don't. Um, she's like, I have no idea what's. I next. have. I mean, like I said earlier, I'm made a promise to myself. I'm going to take this as far as possible. Yeah. I mean, each day I try to learn something new about photography. Try to learn something new about nursing. Grow those skills. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, but with photography, I think next is just, you know, settling into probably a new place I'm living market um um, new market um you know just just really I and I've kind of a little bit burnt myself out just had um (laughs) so kind of just like reestablishing, which I think this new market and area will definitely oh my gosh be be bring new inspiration yeah bring new like life into you yeah I think just really you know I'm gonna choose quality over quantity yeah whereas this past year i I mean, when I was booking these weddings, I was like, more, more, And there's more. different seasons in your business, always. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. you do need to, you're still going to produce quality work, but you need quantity in order to get things off the ground. Yes. A plane doesn't get off the ground at anything less than 100, you know, percent. Like This, this is true. We're at 150 percent right the now. The throttle is actually off. I don't we know. We broke the throttle off. I don't know if they've filled in my gas tank before. But we, we are <laughs> in the air, and that's what matters. We just got to keep it up here. Keep your seatbelts fastened. <laughs> the oxygen masks are down, in fact. Please put yours on before the person next to you. Oh, my gosh. Okay, anyways. <laughs> anyways, we're, we're moving on. We're moving up. We're continuing. Yeah. And we're just Like I said, no expectations. We're just giving it our all. We're yeah. trying to do our best, and we're having fun with it. I love it. Um, where can people find you? How can people work with you? What are your social medias? What's your website? Where can they find you? BrookeAlbertsonPhotography.com. My Instagram is brookealbertson.photography. All right, you guys, Brooke Albertson, wedding photographer extraordinaire, <laughs> ICU nurse, and um, just trying to figure things out, you know? just She's just she's one of us, you guys. She's yeah. just one of us. No, but she is extremely talented. If you guys are looking for a photographer any, for anything, she's in Nashville. She's going to be in Denver. And, um, mm-hmm. she also travels the world. So I will her travel anywhere. So. She's like, we'll travel where you need me. So thank you so much for being on. I love you. Thank you for Thanks having me. Thanks for making this the best first <laughs> guest on Be Uncommon. You are the most uncommon individual in more ways than one. <laughs> I'm honored. And you are so deserving. So cheers. Cheers. Let's clink. I love you. Clink. <laughs> love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.